this question is one that you want to get. I, I'm so thankful and so blessed to, to, to know whoever asked this question that you're not settling for being comfortable in your sin. You're not asking the question of, what can I get away with and still be a Christian? You're obviously asking the question of, what is unacceptable for me as a Christian? And I want nothing to do with that. And so you ask the question that uh, we all need to be asking. We all need to be thinking about. We all need to be praying about. We all need to be seeking the Lord's uh, word and seeking him in prayer. What, what, what are some sins that just aren't talked about? What is something that is sinful, but I don't hear anything about it? It's not harped on a lot, or, or uh, it may be overlooked. You want to know how am I sinning and how am I potentially sinning? These are what I would refer to, and, and a lot of people have referred to, it's not me specifically, as respectable or acceptable sins. What are they? I, there's a lot. There, I think sin is getting more and more respectable and acceptable. Uh, in so many different ways, but we know, especially as Christians, we know that, and I'm doing air quotes right here, so you, there's no video, it's just audio, but there are air quotes going on of, you know the big ones. It's obvious. It is obvious what, are, what is a sin. Everybody knows murder is a sin. Everyone knows that um, sexual immorality is a sin. Everyone knows that drugs and, and, and drunkenness are sins. Thieving is a sin. Assault, obviously a sin. But what about some of the things that we don't think about a lot of times that are sinful? I wrote down six just to kind of share with you of some of these sins. You asked about what they are. I'll give you my, my opinion and my thoughts about what uh, seems to come up that people just let it fly and with no second thought. And, and these are in no particular order either, so this is not like a countdown, but... The first one I wrote down was selfishness. I thought of selfishness being a big sin problem that people face. That they're all, we are so consumed naturally as humans in our human nature by ourselves. We want everything to benefit us. We want everything to come to us. We put ourselves above other people and we elevate ourselves and we lower other people. Because what it boils down to is we've accepted selfishness. Selfishness is this. When, when you're sitting around and wanting to go to eat, maybe with your family or, or a group of friends, and everybody wants to go to one place. And you say, I don't want to go there. I want to go here. I want... It starts with I. We've got to be very careful because when we're talking about selfishness, it begins with us, and it stays fixed on thinking about ourselves. second one I, I wrote down and thought about is greed. We live in America. We live in the country of greed. The American dream is that we need to work hard and get more so that we can buy more and have more stuff. In fact, when we fill up our houses with stuff, we fill up our garages with stuff. When we have no room for our garages, we build a shed and more barns in the backyard so we can fit more stuff in. And then when we outgrow our barns, we get storage units. And we rent places to put our junk in because of our greed problem that we just want more and more and more of. We're never satisfied. We make $1,000, we want to make $2,000. We make $2,000, we want to make $5,000. $5,000, $10,000, $10,000, $100,000. And it just goes on and on. And there's nothing wrong with ambition. There's nothing wrong with trying hard. Nothing wrong with effort by any means. 
But when you're fueled by greed, you're not fueled by contentment. And Paul tells Timothy that, that godliness with contentment is a great gain. Greed is a sign that you're not content or okay with the lot that God has given you. Everything that we have is a gift and a blessing from God. And if we say we, we're not happy in that, we're not content in that, says, God, you don't know what you're doing, um, you can do better. That's greed. How about this one? Anxiety. You say, wait a minute, you said sins, not medical issues. I, I chose my words carefully. Jesus says, be anxious for nothing. Jesus says, do not worry. The Bible's filled with so many commands uh, to do not fear or to fear not or have no fear. Do not be afraid. It's all over the Scripture. What anxiety is, is fear of something and worry about something that hasn't necessarily happened yet. And so people get worked up into a frenzy and they go into an anxiety attack. Why? Not because it's clinical, not something to be medicated, but it's a sin problem. If the Bible calls anxiety a sin, I'm going with the Bible on this. Jesus says be anxious for nothing. Jesus says do not let your hearts be troubled. I, I, I want to trust him, and I would encourage you to trust him as well. That, that sin is just being accepted. So many people are diagnosed with a disease of anxiety and they're giving the wrong cure. The right cure, the right medicine for sin, the only medicine is Jesus Christ. He's the only hope of salvation from sin. That includes this. Oh, this was going to be fun. The next one I, got, I wrote down was laziness or idleness. Doing nothing. We call it vegging out. We call it just doing nothing or taking my rest day or taking my lazy day. The Bible calls it a sin. The Bible calls it foolish. The Bible calls it idleness. Scrolling on your phone for hours on end doing nothing when you could be doing something more productive is idleness. You are wasting God's time. What if you viewed that God gave us 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week and 365 days in a year to be used for his glory? Would you waste time? Would you sleep till noon? Guys, wake up. Do something productive. Stop being lazy. Laziness is a cancer. Laziness leads to so many wicked things. Idleness leads to wicked things. When you've got nothing going on and you're bored to tears, you know what's going to happen? You are going to fall into sin farther because you've fallen into the sin of idleness, and it's just going to be a domino effect that if you accept the sin of laziness... You're going to fall into more sin. Well, how about this? And the last two kind of go a little bit hand in hand, and it's about our tongue. Gossip and then slander. They're a little different. Gossip is just talking about things behind people's back or just talking, aimless talking. You heard something, and so you shared it. You share it, and you share it, and you share it, and you share it, and you're putting people's business on the street, so to speak. It's a sin, but don't we do it? Everything, I saw this on here, I saw this here, I can't believe she did that, I can't believe he did that, they did this, these people were that, yada, yada, yada. That's gossip. That's sinful. And so when you're gossip about, gossiping about someone doing something, even if it's sinful, you are just as sinful as the one who is living the way that you're gossiping about. Oh, how quick we are to do that, right? Acceptable sin. Slander. Kind of like 
kind of like gossip, except it's, it's uttering false things, false statements, or not just completely blatantly false statements, but almost true statements so that you can twist the story a little bit to make the other person look a little bit worse. You can give them kind of a bad name. Yeah, it sounded bad what they did, and I could gossip about what they actually did, or I could stretch it a little bit to make it look a little bit worse, and so they look like a fool, even more so. That's slander. These things, man, would you say that there's a big struggle with selfishness, greed, anxiety, laziness, gossip, and slander today? Yeah. And so what we can take from this is not to be so fixed on, I got to stop this sin, I got to stop doing this one thing. Instead of going at one sin, we battle sin, the noun. We battle the whole idea of sin, and we begin to hate sin. And there's more, there, there are sins that we struggle with more, and we go to battle against those definitely more, more often than others. We got to realize that Jesus died for sin as a whole, and every sin is abominable to God. In fact, every sin is what sent Jesus Christ to the cross, and so there are no respectable or acceptable sins when you view it in light of Jesus' sacrifice. And just as always, we should be looking at everything through that lens of the cross of Christ. This is a sin that nailed Jesus to the cross. Whether it's an easy sin to commit as greed that's just in your heart, maybe nobody will ever know about it, or selfishness or anxiety, nobody ever know about it. That was what Jesus died for. We're the ones who have died to sins, the Bible says. How can we live in it any longer? And so I pray for us that we would begin to hate sin and love the Savior more and more each and every day. And so we will see you guys at youth. Have a great week. Battle. Go to war against sin. Thomas Watson, the Puritan, once said, always be killing sin or it will be killing sin you.